Good morning, E3. I am Pastor Lori. Thanks for joining us this morning as we continue in our series called Therefore, where we're taking a look at the way that we have been instructed to live our lives as believers and as a faith community. This series is teaching us about the values that we strive to uphold in our faith community, the E3 community. As a reminder, we like to say that our values here at E3 are sort of our guardrails, the things that keep us oriented and pointed towards uh, our specific mission and vision for the, the, the specific in, uh, vision and mission for this church. They're a part of how we accomplish our mission, which is to make fully devoted followers or disciples of Christ and how we intend to accomplish our vision of becoming an irresistible community of radically transformed disciples who dwell at the intersection of deep faith, authentic community, and emerging culture. That's E3, E3's vision. That's our preferred future. If you remember, we talked about that a couple months ago. These values represent the way that we are called to live in community as Jesus' disciples. And we've been taking a look at each of our values through the lens of Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome, found in the book of Romans. Specifically, we've been looking at chapter 12. Now, Paul has laid out the church as a community that believes, in, uh, that believes Christ's story is true. He tells us that the church will be a community that is unique in how it lives in this world. And so far in our series, we've discussed how this unique community, our unique community, defines itself through the pursuit of perpetual growth, constantly seeking to grow towards the likeness of Christ. And through humility, which is like Mike said last week, right-sizing ourselves, meaning that every person considers themselves equally to others. I love the way that he put that. And he said, we have to consider ourselves equally in our goodness and in our brokenness. I love that. This journey so far has built toward the verses we're going to look at today, where Paul gets really practical about what it looks like when we as individuals pursue the church's vision and mission through things like our personal growth and our personal humility, as well as through the value that we're going to explore this week, which is intentional design. Now, when we talk about intentional, the value of intentional design at E3, we're actually talking about a couple of different things. <clears throat> First, we're talking about why we believe God cares about details in creation and even in our physical spaces. But we're also talking about how he feels about the specific gifts that he has given to each one of us as individuals and how he wants us to use them to serve together within and through our community. Let's take a look at that first one for a moment. God is a God of intentional design. Everything he creates is intentional and for a purpose. He cares about the details. When you look at the creativity in animals and nature, and even as you look at us as humans, it's really hard to deny God's attention to the smallest of details. 
And we talked about this before. Everything God does is leading us to, to Christ and toward bringing his kingdom here to earth. Throughout God's story, everything since the fall through the Old Testament up to Jesus' birth is pointing to Jesus. The detail, the stories, the genealogies, every detail is all pointing to Jesus. God cares about all of those details. So why is this important to us? And what does that look like here at E3? Well, because we believe God cares about the specifics, the details, we believe we are called to care about them too. The things that we design and create at E3 should all reflect the same care that God gives to details. We are his creation and we should reflect our creator and care about the things that he cares about. Let me give you an example, an E3 example of what I'm talking about. Now, I know that right now in this COVID season that you're not able to see this, to see these examples that I'm going to tell you about. But since this time that we've been away and not been able to meet in person, we, the, the staff and leaders at E3, have been trying to pay some necessary attention to our physical space at E3. We have just recently updated our outdoor signage, our, our directional signage, for example, thanks in large part to Janine Bowen, who is a rock star and, and got that done, and they look amazing. So thank her if you see her. Uh, we're in the process of, of finishing the final phase of the lobby redesign that we started actually a few months ago. And Kevin and Katie Grab are actually working on a fantastic design for that. And we're about to start, finally start repaving the parking lot. I don't know if anyone is, is excited about that like I am, but I'm very excited about that. Uh, that. That project is being led by John Stott, so you can thank him too. Why are we giving our attention to these things? Because from the moment that people first enter our campus, we want everything that they experience to be clear, to be engaging, and to be beautiful. We want people to know that we care about them through the way we have thought through the details of their visit. So it matters that we have signage that tells them where to go so that they aren't uneasy or, or um, confused about where they're supposed to go. We care about details because God cares about details. And God cares about details because God cares about those he is calling into relationship with him. And so that's something that we have to be concerned about. We have to care about. We are very intentional with the things we plan, like our Sunday worship gatherings and even our teaching series. We put a lot of attention toward equipping growth group leaders with the resources that they need to foster growth and connection in our community. And we put a lot of effort in, in the way that we plan for our service projects like ramp builds or, or food distributions for the food insecure people in Tallahassee. And, and into the, the details that we, the planning that we put into the opportunities to serve alongside our partners in Guatemala and Haiti and Uganda. We believe all three of these areas that I've mentioned, worship, groups, and service, support the mission and the vision of our church. So our care and attention to the details of these things is critically important. 
Our local church is called to this specific mission and vision, and it should be reflected in everything we do, which means that the leaders in this church have to filter all of our decisions, all of the decisions that we make through the lens of this question. Does this support our mission and vision? And sometimes, sometimes this laser focus requires us to say no to a good thing so that we can say yes to a great thing. And that great thing is whatever God is calling us to do. Now, this has been very difficult for us over the years. We've been presented with lots of opportunities to do some really good things, to be a part of good things. And we've had to say no to them because, frankly, they aren't, ex they aren't lined up with our mission and vision, and we have to stay laser-focused on that. Why do we care so much about striving for excellence, not perfection? I want to make sure that you hear that. Striving for excellence and intentionality in all of these things that I mentioned, because all of them encourage and support the growth of disciples of Jesus. And that's what we're about. Our mission, our purpose, the growth of disciples of Jesus, to make disciples of Jesus. If this is the thing that God has called us to do, then shouldn't we give it our all when we're doing it? So the second thing that we're talking about at E3 when we say intentional design is one of our values is the uniqueness of each member of this body of Christ and how God has provided all of the years that we've been around, the ways that he has provided for here for our church through the people that he has brought here and through the gifts that he has given to those people. Now, we're going to go back and, and take a look at the verses that I referenced earlier. The, the, this is from Romans 12. These are verses 4 through 8. I'm going to read these words. I want you to follow along with me. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Remember, <clears throat> I want to remind you that these words are found in this letter that Paul is writing to the believers in Rome. And remember also that Paul has said that the church is a community that believes Christ's story is true. He has told them that they are called to be a community that is unique in how it lives in this world. We've heard Paul say in previous verses that our lives should be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And here he's telling us how we are to live in order to accomplish this, how to accomplish our mission of being fully devoted disciples. Paul is telling us that each part of Christ's body is different, being considered the people of God is open to everyone now. 
And everyone who enters this relationship with him has their own unique giftings, all of which were given by God, and that determines how and where they serve. Within the people of God, no one does everything. Let me say that again. Within the people of God, no one does everything. The reason I stress that is because there's a lot of people who think that staff at a church or, or leaders at a church should have, they want their, the, those leaders in their lives to have all of the gifts. It's just, that's not biblical. That's not what happened. God has given each leader specific gifts and he calls other leaders to be around them to work together for his purpose. So within the people of God, no one does everything. And at the same time, the community lives and serves in unity because they share the same purpose, the same mission, the same vision, and they understand their specific role. When the Holy Spirit is moving and working through the body of believers, the body becomes a sum that is greater than all of its individual parts. We can accomplish more. We can do more. We can love more. We can change more. We can grow more. We can affect change more. We together form Christ's body in the world in a way that no single individual alone could do. The unity in the diversity of the gifts is the way that the community most reflects Christ. So when the church is living as it should, it will be a community that embraces, encourages, and supports the giftings that God has provided through all of its individual members so that we can fulfill our mission in the world. It will be a community that empowers each individual to play their respective part to the best of their ability while allowing others to do the same. When the church does this, when the church gets this right, God promises to produce a unique missional serving community in the world that fulfills his purposes for it. So, as we explore what it means to have this diversity in giftings among the body, I am going to invite up a couple of friends of mine, fellow E3ers, to join me for a few minutes to talk about these gifts, as a matter of these gifts that we've been talking about. So um, we're going to invite up Dan Meyer and Julie Mae McDougall. Okay, everybody, please welcome my friends Dan Meyer and Julie Mae McDougall who are long, both longtime E3ers. I'm going to let them tell you a little bit more about that. Um, and actually, if you guys want to jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into the first question, that would be great. Julie May, you want to start? Sure. So my name is Julie May McDougall. Um, I am married and I have a almost five-year-old son. And um, I have been coming to E3 and part of the E3 community since 2008. So it's been a a long time. Long time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, and I guess do you want to hear about service? Sure, sure. Um, I serve on the worship team. I've served on the worship team for several years as well as uh, leading a, gro a growth group, co-leading a growth group, and just different things throughout the oh, years. You're also part of the, the search team. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm part of the search committee. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm Dan Meyer, and I've been around E3 since 
2004, August say, of 2004. I was going to say the first year, that? I think. So, yeah, later yeah, in the first year. Absolutely. Um, and I have four kids um, currently going through a divorce, which is like crazy challenging and not uh, anything that I foresaw in my life. But God's faithful through all of that. Mm. Um I was working with another community for the last few years, helping with the church plant, and then God's brought my family back to E3, uh, currently helping out with the property management around here a little bit, and uh, whenever anybody else asks me for things. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind, of, uh, that's kind of the world I live in right now. Pretty much what Dan has always done since, his, <laughs> since the beginning of his time here is whatever needs to be done. That's what Dan, that's where Dan there serves. Go. Go. We're going to talk a little bit about that, actually, because we're going to talk about we're, we're, our conversation today is about um, working inside your giftings when you know what those are, those spiritual giftings and what it's like to work outside of them. And certainly in a church environment, we all know we've been around church for a long time. There are lots of times that you have to serve just because something has to be done. There's a job vacancy. And so... Um, but there definitely is a difference, and we all know what that is. So we'll jump into that in just a moment. First, let me ask you guys about the work that you both have done individually to discover your, your um, what have you learned about your own spiritual giftings and how have you used them in your life at E3 or elsewhere? Um, Dan, you want to go first this time? Yeah, sure. Um, <coughs> I guess the, the first step for me was realizing the difference between the spiritual and the natural. Mm. And so there are things that naturally we are all gifted in. We have talents, we have strengths. And a lot of times God will take those and then just add more to mm. them by his spirit. Um, but then there's also the very supernatural, right? Super, it means above. It's like mm. above and beyond the natural. Mm. So um, those places where we, we recognize I need more patience and then we do the really dangerous thing and we pray, <laughs> pray for, for patience, patience. <laughs> and then we're then our life just goes sideways and we're like, why God? And he's like, because you asked. Because you need more patience. That's yeah. right. Um, so that was really first a first step was realizing, oh, wait, I've been made spiritually alive and spiritual gifts are something that has to be done being spirit led mm. by the power mm. of God. Um, Peter talks a lot about that. Do everything that you do, use your gifts and do it with the strength that God supplies. Mm -hmm. If we try to do it in our own strength, then we're going to fail. If we yeah. try to do it in our natural yeah. minds and understanding, then um, it's going to fall short of really what God's intent and and power is. Yeah. You know, He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all we expect or desire. And like, I don't even know what that means. I just, I keep going, God, you're way much, you're way bigger. You're yeah. way much more than, um, than anything that I'm aware of, you know? And then I guess the next steps were really some exploration. We did some classes around E3 mm -hmm. to try to find out what our mm -hmm. spiritual gifts were and, um, living in those things and seeing, you know, get those little aha moments of like, yeah. oh, I'm already doing that. Wow, God already made that alive in me and and then recognizing that I could I could do that starting now and be a, a steward of that. Mm -hmm. And then like that's a whole nother thing I think is really how do you stir up your spiritual gifts. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to get ahead of the conversation. So you can unpack that real <laughs> quickly if you'd like and then, then we'll let Julie make that's fine. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it, it's, it's just that, you know, like we have today, we're not even promised tomorrow. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so many times we live in this myth of waiting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, when I get a little older, then I'll be sure. a real follower when of I Christ. When I have these resources, I can do this. Exactly, okay. right? I'll yeah. save up a little bit of money and then I can afford to have kids, yeah. you know, or I, or I can get married. Or when I, when I check off more things off my bucket list and do what I want to do, then <laughs> I'll do then I'll really be committed. And, yeah. and we don't we don't even have that. We have today, yeah. today, the present. This is the gift that God's given us. Mm-hmm. And so being stewards today, living in lavish yeah. love and generosity today, you know, I think is a real key perspective on sure. living spiritually and living in God's giftings. Yeah, thank you. I'm yeah. going to shut up now for no, a minute. <laughs> no, that was wonderful. Um, well, for me... Um, I had been serving in musical worship as mm-hmm. a as a vocalist, a backup vocalist for a few years, and um, I had this opportunity to move into leading worship, mm. and I felt um, wholly inadequate to do so. To be quite honest <laughs> with you, I, I just felt like I'm not talented enough. I don't have the thing, this magical thing that worship leaders have that I just don't have. But I really wanted with at that point in my in my journey, I had really given over to God that I wanted to be a vessel for him, for his grace and love. And I w- wanted to do whatever that meant, mm-hmm. whatever it meant to be that mm-hmm. in, in the way that I was meant to do. And so um, I kind of felt I had this moment at that time where I kind of felt like Moses at the burning bush, you know, where I was being called <laughs> to do something that I was like, Oh, no, there's got to be somebody you better than me. Be somebody else <laughs> who can do this, and but I, but okay, I will. And and actually, um, the day that I started, and I stepped up with that. Okay, God, I trust you to equip me to do this. Something changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that yeah. inside me, and I felt it. It's something shifted in the in the spiritual, mm-hmm. and and I had. Uh, just a new confidence. And then over the next, I guess it was a year to two years, I just had this journey where I, I was, you know, Lord, equip me, you know, help me to not be so sensitive, Mm. help me to, um, to have grace for my own self and Mm. to not be afraid of, of humiliation or failure. And he was so faithful to do that. Mm. And, you know, I always lead worship barefoot because Mm. for me, it's this kind of spiritual, it's a reminder of that, burning bush moment that Mm. this is something that I'm called to and I take it really seriously you know spiritually speaking and and um you know so I would say that leaning into that desire to be a vessel is and and as Dan mentioned you know we've done some work as a community to focus on spiritual gifts and understanding what are your gifts and you know my natural talent I do have some natural talents in music but my spiritual giftings are you know, a faith, a very mm. strong faith mm. that God will move, that he will do what he mm-hmm. says he's going to do. Yeah. And um, a knowledge of just kind of seeing in the word how things happen in, 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 our, in our lives and just kind of putting t- two things together. And, and leading worship has really helped me to share those gifts, I think. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great way to say that when you, when you lined up what you were, like Dan was talking about, some natural talents and some natural gifts and, and maybe even passions. But when that's lined up with the spiritual gift piece of it, 
man, when it locks in, it's, it's beautiful. And that's how the community should be working. And that's how we should be working. So, which leads me into my next question for both of you. Um, have you, and I know the answer to this because I know both of you really well, but I want you to share with, with everyone else. Have you experienced what it's like to work outside of those giftings that you've discovered about yourself? Oh, Dan's clamming up right now. Just <laughs> physical response. I can see it. <laughs> Julie May, do you want to go first for that one? Sure. Sure. Um, I think I have found that just part of my personality, like Dan, is I want to do what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when there's too long a pause after there's a, you know, a need that's expressed, I'll just jump in and say, I'll do it. Sure. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, while I think God honors our heart there, there are definitely times where you just struggle. I mean, I'll tell you honestly, I do not have a gifting of hospitality. I know it sounds funny. It's like, how do you not? But like when having to like plan, you know, an event where people will come and feel comfortable and, um, I, I have a lot of anxiety and I don't, I'm like, I don't know what people will want. And I don't, I don't know. I, it just, the whole thing is very fraught with, um, anxiety and I don't, I don't have the joy of that service. Mm. And so, um, and yeah, I know so many of my friends who do, who just, you know, love coming up, mm. love thinking up the details and, and doing the planning and asking for help for this and that. And it's just totally not in my nature. And so the couple times I've taken on those projects, I had the whole time it's been fairly miserable <laughs> <laughs> with mixed results. And so I've just learned that even if there's a pause, wait for it and have faith that God will have yeah. the person who should do it say yes to that. That's, <laughs> that's it's not a me. It's <laughs> a great way to say that. That's, that speaks to your spiritual gift of faith, right? Yeah. You're trusting that God is going to provide the right person for the task. So I love, I love that. Dan, how about you? Yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, it, it's growing in discernment, too. Yeah, you know? that's true. Sometimes we think we have to help God out. God, <laughs> God actually doesn't need us to save him at all. No, not, quite not the other, a little bit. Quite the other way, right? Um, yeah, living, living in spaces where your gifting is challenged. This is something I think that's very common to us. Um, you know, we look at our lives and we go, all right, I have to sleep this much. And mm. then I have to make a living this much. And then what's left? Well, that's when I get to do a laundry um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and do do dishes. And, and all of a sudden we realize how little free time we have. And we feel kind of this burden to want to do more. And all right, well, how do I serve God? And that perspective robs us of life with God, right? Mm -hmm. Abiding with him, dwelling with him. Um, and the Bible actually talks a lot about resting with mm -hmm. God and um, how God is present. And even when we lie and down, it, yeah. right, and you everything. know, and we can't escape him. And that, and that work actually isn't a curse. It isn't the grind. It isn't the rat race. It's actually meant to be part of the blessing of productivity and fulfillment and Many of us will find that we've, you know, kind of bought into certain ways that the world wants us to live, and then we feel robbed, and, and we have to go to work, but mm. we don't get to be in ministry, and God's created us to be his ambassadors, light in the world everywhere. So I think that perspective change mm -hmm. is really like a big hinge for yeah. like whether we believe we're living in our gifting or not, whether sure. we, be, we believe that we can be who God has created us to be. 
Uh, I love the way that you shared the story of you finding your identity, mm. you know, and not really sure if you could, and then realizing that God already did, mm. you know, and God's always faithful. He's never been anything but faithful, you know, and then as you stepped literally onto that stage, then he fulfilled what he already knew you could do because he made you to do it, mm. right? And um, so that has been a key thing for me. God called me to be a pastor. I heard that I was going to be, or that word was spoken even before I was like really following Christ. Mm. And I found out about that a couple years later when I really gave my life to Christ. And I had to learn that that wasn't something that I was going to make happen. Mm. That was um, actually um, not a position, but a calling. Mm. It was it was a gifting, not a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And and so when I started doing that and living in that and going, all right, who can I pastor? I'll pastor four and five year olds at my church at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and then taught all the way through the, the children's ministry. I can pastor students and then, you know, did student ministry for seven years, right? And this also aligned with other pieces of who I believe God had told me I was. I was going to be a father mm. and and a spiritual father to certain people, but also a biological father. Mm. And so living in that space and going, wait, I'm not a father yet. How do I be a father, sure. right? Yeah. I shouldn't go out and practice that biologically. Mm-hmm. That's not what God's <laughs> calling me to do. Um, Thank you for clarifying. Just to be clear, <laughs> to be clear, right? You know, like let's exercise some self-control here. Yeah. And and so, but I can do that spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and all of those times working with young children was preparing my heart and building the patience inside of me for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was 18 years between the time that I knew I was going to be a father and the time my firstborn came, right? But I didn't waste that time. I'm going to be a father someday. And I was one of the few teenage boys that I knew that babysat, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm like, I'm going to be a dad one day. Like I'm prepping here, you know? And And I think those are places where we go, wait a second, I can and I should cultivate my calling. I should stir up my gifting today. How can I do that? Encouragement? Well, sure. man, the world needs encouragement. The world yeah. is crying out for encouragement, mm-hmm. demanding encouragement these days. Sure. You know, stir that gift sure. up, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a part of your vocation. It exactly. is a part of your identity. Exactly, who you are. your identity yeah. in Christ. That's a great. Yeah, that's a, I, I love the way you said that. Well, I just want to say thank you both um, just for your years of friendship personally, but also your just your commitment to this community for so for so long. I mean, it has been a true blessing to serve alongside both of you and to um, and and to just see the way that God has used you in, in this very community. But also because I know you both personally to see how he has used you outside of E3 too. Um, but I'm very grateful for the time that you have given for so many years, but it also for this morning. So um, thank you so much for what you've shared. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're glad to be a part of it. You know, it's um, be invited to share and um, to be appreciated is always nice. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I would like to say that I really appreciate the two of you, especially um, as female leadership mm. in our community. I know there's a team of people, but you two have been among them really carrying the mm. church on your backs. Mm. And I know that it's cost you something mm. in, in many ways. And, you know, Julie May, you know, you've, 
you've stepped in and, you know, you've got that thing, you know, mm-hmm. I've told you that privately. So that's one of those things that, you know, living in the identity that God has given you and stepping into that is, is beautiful to see, you know, and Lori, I know that, um, you've been through a very intense season of, of, uh, leadership challenges and, um, and personal pain, you know, um, going through and leading E3 in the midst of that. And I've worked alongside of you for a long time. So, um, I know, uh, how tender your heart is for friendship and for community. And so I know that there's a very real suffering that you've Mm. been through in this, but I know also that God is going to lead you through. And I appreciate you being willing to stay in the fire Mm. because a lot of people run Mm. and um, thank you for staying. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I just want to say thank you also. Um, You know, Lori, you've been um, a great mentor to me um, through worship and then just, just in spiritual growth. And actually, Dan led my class on spiritual gifts. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Probably 10 years ago that helped me, you know, come to that. And that just, I just wanted to say, that is what is something that is so wonderful about our community is that um, here, you know, we are all valued and it is important for, for, to the leaders here that everyone find their giftings mm. and that everyone understand what their purpose is that God's called them to and walk, step into it, walk mm. into it, even when it feels risky and you have to let go to let somebody try something new. But, um, you know, I've seen that time and time again, and I so appreciate that mm. about E3. And so I'm so thankful to be a part of mm. this community. Well, thank you both for those words. I needed to be on record that I didn't ask either of you <laughs> to say those things, but certainly it meant a lot to me to hear them. So I appreciate, I appreciate it very much. So thank you again for your time this morning. So hopefully what you guys have heard this morning is that God has uniquely created each one of us with a specific purpose giving each of us special individual gifts that he intends us to use within community for a larger purpose, the church's mission, our mission. Intentionality has actually always been a part of who E3 is. It was one of our original values here, as a matter of fact. It has always and will always take every single one of us to accomplish the mission and the vision that God has given to this church. So as we close today, I just want to leave you with a couple of final questions that I want you to consider over the next few days. What is the thing that gives you life? What makes your heart beat faster? That is maybe your gifting and you should explore that. You should pursue finding out about that. Are you doing that? Are you using that gift to further God's kingdom? Those are the questions that I want you to think about over the next couple of days. Ask God to show you where you can use those gifts in the world around you, including here at E3. And how I'd like to just invite you guys to pray as we close. God, thank you for the way that you have created each one of us uniquely, individually, each with specific gifts to serve in community and with an intentional need to be in community because of our need for others' gifts. God, we surrender our gifts to you and ask that you would show us how to use them within the E3 community to impact the world around us. We love you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen.